This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. This is the Learn Jazz Standards Podcast, episode 71. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Brent. I'm the jazz musician behind LearnJazzStandards.com. Welcome to another episode of the LGS Podcast. And I want to thank you, especially if this is your first time listening. Thanks for being here. I know you're going to enjoy today's episode, but I also want to take a little extra time today to say thank you to our regular listeners. Thanks for listening week after week. Thanks to those of you who've left ratings and reviews on iTunes, for those of you who have shared this show with their friends, and for those of you who have sent me emails saying, Brent, thanks for doing this, uh, thanks for, for this resource, I really appreciate it, and even giving me ideas for other episodes, you guys are the ones that keep me, uh, give me a lot of energy, keep me excited and motivated to continually serve our jazz community. So thank you so much. And that's exactly what I'm here to do today for you is to, to serve you. That's my goal is to give you some kind of value, some kind of help with your jazz playing. But on today's episode 71, I'm going to depart a little bit from the regular jazz lesson material that you typically hear on this show. And I'm going to do a little bit of, uh, take care of a little bit of community business today, a little bit of jazz community business, and talk a little bit about the health of the jazz community, the health of, of this small group of people in the world that call themselves jazz musicians or aspiring jazz musicians and what we need to be better, to be healthier. And today's episode is all about the vibing culture in jazz and how it needs to go. Now, vibing, uh, we've written about this before on our blog. This is, is this isn't a brand new topic and, and, and a lot of people know that slang, what vibing means. Uh, but let me just give a quick definition of what vibing is. Vibing is a mean-spirited attitude toward other musicians and the way they play the music. It's usually quite passive-aggressive, but it doesn't have to be. It could be the house piano player giving a sideways, uh, rolling eyes glance at the singer sitting in. It could be uh, the bass player uh, mocking the the soloist to the drummer beside him. Uh, it could be uh, just in general giving a bad attitude towards a younger player who who's not as experienced with the music and may not be playing on the same level. It, it could even be even more blunt in someone yelling for someone to get off the stage or someone uh, literally verbally uh, abusing or being frustrated with uh, a musician who is sitting in a jam session or a gig or any kind of situation. 
in general, vibing is not good. Now, I'm going to give you a lot of opinions about uh, what I think about vibing, and I know a lot of people do not share my opinion. I know this because I've written about this before. I've heard people's feedback about this before, but I think it's important for us to talk about. I think it's important to unpack, to figure out how we can get rid of this vibing culture that does exist, unfortunately, in the jazz community. So without further ado, let us jump into today's show. Now, I sent out a survey last week to a large group of students who either have taken or are currently in our e-course, 30 Days to Better Jazz Playing. And I sent out that survey just with the intention to find out how I could improve the course. Like, is there something uh, that, that I could do better and also to help improve other courses and to find out some different information? I got a lot of great feedback and I, I was very happy with how pleased a lot of people are with the course. And one thing I wanted to find out was why aren't as many people utilizing the private Facebook group uh, as, as I had hoped? You know, there are people using it, but but not as many as I really thought. It's a, pra- it's a jazz practicing course. So I thought, oh, a lot more people would would love to be sharing their progress with people. But what I found out from a little bit of the feedback from some people, not everybody, but from some people is that they felt a sense of fear, a sense of 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 fear that they would be judged if they posted in the group. Maybe because they already saw some other people posted in the group and all oh, they sounded pretty good and you know, I'm a little newer to this jazz thing and my skills aren't really wanted to be. That's why I'm taking this course. And I'm just worried what people are going to think of me if I post something and it's just not that good. And, oh, that person finished this lesson way faster than I did. I'm taking a longer time. This overall sense of fear and insecurity. And there's two sides of that. The first side of it is personal. You know, the judgment of their own self and and that they need to overcome that, which I'm really excited. We're going to have a special guest coming on the show later in the month by performance psychologist, Noah Kagayama. I'm really excited about that interview, so keep listening to the podcast for that. But there's another side to that, and that's simply this expectation that people will judge them. And that is not a fake uh, a fake feeling. It's real because, you know, unless you're some superstar musician listening right now, if you've ever walked into a public jam session, if you've ever uh, been in a situation, especially if you're, if you're a more advanced player now, try to think back when you weren't and you walked in, I'm sure that you experienced vibing before, feeling like you weren't in a supportive environment, that that instead of, of getting encouragement and help, you were greeted with skepticism, you were greeted with uh, a sense of not being welcome, that you weren't good enough to be participating in the community, and you weren't worthy to be learning with the group of musicians who were on the stage. Now, if this has not been your experience in your local scene, then I'm really happy for you because that means things are as they should be. But unfortunately for many, this is just simply not the case. A lot of musicians that may feel like they're slightly unexperienced do not feel comfortable walking into a jam session or or with a group of more experienced musicians and, and feel like they can get support. They feel the opposite, like they're going to get judged. 
And now, of course, this this attitude isn't only in jazz. This is really anything where someone feels they're superior because they're doing some sort of skill on a superior level, and they look down upon those that don't. It's almost as if they've forgotten where they came from. They forgot that they first had to start somewhere to get to where they are now. It's not like this is exclusive to jazz, but I really do think that if you look at other styles of music, at communities of other music... There really isn't strong cultures of vibing, of of this kind of uh, superiority complex that a lot of jazz musicians seem to have. It just doesn't exist the way it does in jazz. And now there's a few reasons I think this is. The first reason has to do with the complexity of jazz itself. Jazz is not an easy music to play. I mean, if you're listening to this, you probably are playing jazz or, or learning to play jazz, and you know this. It's a complicated music. It's, it's not easy. It takes a lot of dedication, a lot of practice time, a, a lot of skills. It's very virtuosic. So you really do have to earn your way. So if you feel like you've had any element of success, whether it be career-wise or whether it be skill-wise in your jazz playing, it's easy to get a big ego and think that you've got it all going on and that you are some kind of superior human being uh, for doing so. And, And that's what happens a lot of times. Now, the second reason is that historically, vibing has existed in the scene. There is a really famous story about Charlie Parker. Uh, Charlie Parker uh, playing at a jam session or, or sitting in on a gig, Papa Joe Jones gig, and Charlie Parker got up to play. He was pretty young, pretty inexperienced, and he was playing, taking a solo. I think he was doing really good. All of a sudden, Papa Joe Jones takes his cymbal, throws it at the feet of Charlie Parker. Big clash. The music stops. The crowd goes silent, and Charlie Parker leaves the stage embarrassed humiliated. Basically, Papa Joe Jones didn't like what Charlie Parker was doing. I mean, that's like the ultimate uh, vibing ever, right? So vibing has definitely been in the music historically for a long time. And, and you know, jazz musicians, we tend to really idolize the jazz greats. We, we idolize the musicians of old. And we should because we need to be looking back at their music and learning their music. These are the guys that really brought us to where we are today. And they're geniuses. They're really geniuses. But I think sometimes that we mistake taking these musicians as role models for the way they acted, the way they behaved, their morality. And I don't know that they're always the best examples of that. I think that's something important to keep in mind. Now, when it comes down to people's views on vibing, there's there's a variety of views on whether it's good or bad. And sometimes people have a combination of both. You know, one of the big arguments for vibing is that, you know, it, you can be nice or be honest, but not both. And some people feel that, you know, if some musician is really lacking in department and really not uh, playing well, that in order to be honest with them, you have to be tough with them and you have to teach them a lesson. You have to embarrass them somehow. You have to make them feel bad about themselves. And in return, that can motivate them to become better. Uh, in, in the case of Charlie Parker, the story I just told with Papa Joe Jones throwing the symbol, the story goes that essentially that was a big moment for Charlie Parker in which he decided to practice even harder. It decided he was motivated by that experience to become better. And as we all know, the story goes with Charlie Parker. Charlie Parker was one of the most uh, genius musicians who completely revolutionized jazz music and even the way we play it today. 
Now, uh, the, we did an article about this a couple years ago about vibing. And I just want to read part of uh, this comment that someone left in the comment section. Uh, and I think it really uh, is a really great commentary about vibing. Let me read just part of it. It says, It is possible to choose to become tolerant, kind, even magnanimous towards others who are just further back on the same road you are. How easy it is to forget that no one is born a good jazz player. Everyone struggles with changes in the beginning, hits clams, loses the form. Nothing wrong with being frank with people who need to hear it, as long as it's done with an attitude of inclusion, not exclusion. Likewise, there's nothing wrong with having pride in your accomplishments, as long as it's balanced with kindness, modesty, and generosity of spirit towards others. Contrary to Professor Fletcher's speech in the movie Whiplash, I will never believe that it's generally motivating to be trashed on by your betters. For every Charlie Parker that rebounds spectacularly from a cymbal chucking, there are many more talented people who are traumatized and give up altogether or are hampered by a disproportionate lack of confidence. God knows how many more birds there would be if the Papa Joes of the world were kind and encouraging, offering to give a few pointers instead of the cymbal treatment. Now, to that, I give a very big amen. This guy just nails it straight on the head. I really liked everything that he said about vibing. I especially really like the part where he's talking about nothing wrong with being frank with people who need to hear it, as long as it's done with an attitude of inclusion, not exclusion, right? Because, you know, everybody needs to learn. And the only way you can learn is to find out what you're doing wrong. And sometimes people do come up and play with with people who are much more experienced with them and don't necessarily know what they're doing wrong or 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 feel like they really got it put together sometimes you do come across people like that who who feel like they're actually got all their stuff together but but they don't and sometimes those people do need to hear it they need to hear it but not in a way that makes them feel like they're an outsider they need to hear it with a spirit of kindness not that 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 spirit of meanness, which I originally defined vibing as. And I really like the part where he says, likewise, there's nothing wrong with having pride in your accomplishments as long as it's balanced with kindness, modesty, generosity of spirit towards others, right? Because if you have that, then if you're even instructing someone, trying to help someone with, with their playing when they're, they're not quite making the cut, then that player is going to walk away knowing what to do and have respect for you at the same time because they're going to feel respected. Now, I know maybe some of you right now are thinking, well, Brent, you just sound like uh, some weird peace and love hippie guy. Uh, and why are you talking about morality to me? I mean, th- th- just get back to your regular thing when you tell us how to become better jazz musicians. Stick to what you know. Well, listen, I- I'll-, I'll tell you something here. The reason I think this is important to talk about today is because it does affect the music. Now listen to me. The jazz community is small. Okay? Now I, I know that, that that's not meant to be discouraging. That's not to say I don't know jazz is not dying. No jazz is not going anywhere. It's it's not those things at all. But it's not popular music. Jazz is a smaller community. 
Okay, and and we need to be taking care of each other. We well, instead of beating each other down, instead of those who are trying to become better, those who are want to be part of the group, those who are excited or interested in the music and want to be able to play it. Why should we be shoving them out? Why should we be scaring them away? Why should we be fostering this culture of vibing, this culture of superiority, and and not allowing others to come up through the system? So that's where I I take it very personally. I take it very personally that we do need to treat others with kindness. We do need to treat others with support. And we, we do need to run away from this attitude of ego and this attitude of being tough works because it doesn't work. Like, like our commenter said, for, for as many Charlie Parkers who bounced back from the symbol treatment, there are many others that, that just give up altogether, that just never come back, that just leave, that say, you know what? I got into this music because it was fun for me. I had fun. And now it is not fun. And you know what? They're right. Music should be fun. As soon as music stops being fun, you need to take a serious look at it and, and reevaluate why you're doing it. Okay, so I want to give a message to the two parties involved. First, I want to give a message to the Viber, and then I want to give a message to the one being vibed. First, let's start with the Viber. To the Viber, stop vibing because you're just stroking your ego. It's not helping you. It's not helping them either. And you know, someone once said to me, and I totally agree with this statement, that the, the level of your musicianship can be measured by your ability to make the worst player in the room sound good. Let me repeat that one more time. The measure of your ability as a musician is how you make the worst player in the room sound good. All right. If, if someone is, is far below where you're at, immediately you need to make it your job to try to make that person sound as good as possible. No matter what, no excuses. That's your job. That's what you need to do. Remember that you came from somewhere. You weren't as good as you are now. You had to start somewhere and build up. All right. And if you do need to tell someone, hey, go ahead and work on this, do it with a spirit of giving, not a spirit of of taking, of a spirit of trying to knock them down. There's a big difference in constructive criticism and just criticism. All right, now, to the person being vibed, I want you to know that the person vibing you is probably dealing with their own personal issues, their own reasons for having to get uh, their ego blown up bigger. And I want you to understand that, that it's not just simply personal against you. They're dealing with their own sets of insecurities, their own sets of problems. And I also want you to know that, you know, if, if, if you are finding yourself way out of your league in a situation, take a step back for a second and evaluate it. Do you have some of the skills necessary in order to play with the crowd that you're hanging out with? Do you need to do some extra training? You know, it's kind of like, uh, let's say you like a sport. Uh, I'm not really a sports guy, but if you're into soccer, you're not going to go to and play with a bunch of FIFA guys, are you? You're not because it's it's just not going to work out. I mean, they're way beyond your skill level. I mean, you'll be you'll be trounced, you'll be trampled over, right? So you need to train to where you want to be. And yes, you should always be playing with players that are better than you because that way you're going to constantly be getting better yourself. But just be mindful of the group of people you are playing with. All right, vibing is not great. It's not good. I, I think we need to end this culture of vibing in jazz. Let's make the jazz community a place where we can share this music, pass it on, 
and offer an environment of encouragement and helping. All right, that's all for today's episode. I want to thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in and like what I said, hate what I said. Feel free to leave a comment, leave your thoughts, your opinions at the show notes today, which you can find at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 71. Now, remember, if you enjoyed the show, if you want to give back for free, then simply go to iTunes, leave a rating and review. That just helps other people find this show. Now, next week, we're going to be coming out with a brand new episode 72. I'm looking forward to seeing you back then. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes. And don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.